0: for women, is romantic love more valuable than platonic love? And if so, what role does our culture play in influencing the ways that we prioritize these relationships? Today, I'm sharing a conversation that I had with Dr. Christina Duyon on the subject. We both attended the University of Florida some years ago and recently reconnected over our shared fascination for the role that friendship plays in our overall well-being. I kid you not, this episode starts good and then gets better and better with each passing minute. In today's episode, we're talking about how we define friends differently, how society might play a role in how we prioritize our female friendships, whether the term best friend is problematic or not, and then we'll close with five ways that you can see if your friendships are growth-fostering relationships. I'm not going to lie. During this recording, I had goosebumps and definitely teared up at one point. But you won't be able to tell by listening because I kept my composure like a total G. But know that behind the scenes, I was just as moved as you'll likely be as you hear the insights that she shares with you today. So tune into the conversation and then afterwards, I'll let you know how you can take next steps to deepen your own female friendships bit by bit. Let's get into it. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. You and I were talking just the other week And it was like, it was a conversation that just excited me and energized me so much to talk to somebody (laughs) else who can bring a new perspective to this space. And talk to me a little bit about what you see with, with clients and people you work with in terms of the strength of their friendships or lack thereof.
1: Well, I would say that what I'm actually seeing is people really struggling to have a friend, right? Folks coming in and not really having anyone they can depend on any no one they can call on or really going through heavy things and determining that there is no one that they can tell. So a lot of feelings of isolation and disconnection, even though they have someone to have lunch with, they have someone to go to a party with, you know, they're they have their girlfriends who they do things with. But when it comes to the heavy stuff, they feel alone. And they don't necessarily connect it to an issue of friendship but you know some things amiss there when you have someone to have a lunch with but you don't have anyone to tell that you're going through something difficult or you have someone to go to a party with but you have no one to pick you up from the hospital or from the airport or to help you pack your boxes if you're moving yeah yeah so i feel like it's a lot of that that i'm seeing and i was like something is wrong here i think that what we perceive should be a part of our friendships, we're either not accessing or we don't, or we're having trouble being vulnerable. And vulnerability is what deepens friendships. It's what brings friends to like family. And when we're not vulnerable with those that we call our friends, you know, what do we we have at all?
0: Yeah, that's so good, and it's so—it's just so interesting to hear you say that because sometimes I—I—I I, I wonder about the definition of friendship itself, mm. and sometimes I realize mm. when talking to clients or doing an engagement or whatever that sometimes when I'm having a conversation with another woman about her friends that we're having two different conversations, but we're both using the word friend. Then the way that we even use that word, do you have friends? Oh yeah. Especially if you ask extroverts, you know, oh, (laughs) 20 friends, 20 friends. Are we saying, are we saying the same thing? So, so what are you seeing there when you talk to people and, and you're talking about their, their friends, or maybe they loosely say they, they have friends or.
1: I'll say yes with the defining friend. Um, and I'll even take another step and say, what is the role of a friend? Mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think we all have an agreed upon understanding of the role of a friend. Who should they be? What should they do? How should they treat you? How should you treat them? Um, As a friend, kind of this person that you know you see at work sometimes or is a friend someone that's supposed to give up their entire lives and focus all their attention and needs on you and when they don't are they failing you constantly and you berate them for it or they berate you for not being able to manage all of your needs like I think we fail at this understanding what is the role of a friend there's this whole other beautiful category of like best friend friend group just someone who really loves you who is there exclusively because they choose to be mm. not because there's any other added gain but they love you and you love them and the love is deep and meaningful and platonic
0: yes Ooh, that word platonic love okay so let's talk about that because when we were talking last week we were speaking a little to the comparison between the romantic relationship the platonic relationship expectations within each relationship and how it might disappoint us. Does one impact the quality of our life more Mm. than the other and, and all that good stuff. So, you know, a couple, um, You know, weeks ago I had this TikTok go viral and women were like, wait, what? Because I was talking about the power of female friendship and how it, you know, many are reporting it's, it contributes more to their overall life satisfaction than the romantic relationship. And I think a lot of that conversation comes down to expectation. What is it you expect your romantic partner to fulfill and, and that whole thing. So what are your thoughts there with the whole, you know, romantic relationship versus platonic relationship? And then what are your thoughts there in terms of the comparisons and fulfillment? Oh, there's like so much there. Um, because I think that in
1: the zeitgeist, right, there's this belief system that your romantic partner should be your end all be all. They are your world. And I think that women are often put in this position to believe that the presence or absence of a romantic partner is directly correlated with their worth in society, particularly as they get older. So once a woman is in her 30s, it's like, okay something's wrong with you if you're single like you must be undesirable you are too focused on your work when these are not things that we say to men in these heterosexual dynamics right we're not telling men you're too focused on your work like they can be in their 40s and they're still considered prime bachelors mm-hmm. you know So there is this belief system that okay something's wrong with you if you're not in a relationship and then if you're in a relationship, you have to do everything you possibly can to maintain it because it's on you if it doesn't work right it's like oh she she ran me off because she's crazy right or <laughs> you know whatever these situations are that they put on women the metaphorical societal they It's this idea that you need to be putting all of your energy there. And sometimes what happens is when we buy into that, we tend to let our other friendships that have sustained us for so long fall to the wayside. And I don't ever think it's really out of malice. I think it's out of a trouble of balancing what is our roles and our responsibilities in these multiple relationships and recognizing that we need both of them in order to feed us, right? Like our romantic partners can't do everything for us. And it needs to be reciprocal and it needs to be spread throughout a small village and i use the word village like kind of extremely like you don't need to have 50 people in your life to be satisfied Mm -hmm. but it means that you're spreading this across you have two or three friends that care a lot about you when something is amiss you have multiple people to call and figure it out with and when something wonderful has happened you have multiple people who will celebrate you together yeah right and that's believing that all these elements are important to your life like your romantic partnership is not the sole most important thing that matters and if you're not focused on it you're a bad partner it is definitely notable you're building something special there you know i don't want to dismiss that but i think we tend to replace that with friends like replace like this romantic space with where friendship used to be and that I think that harms our romantic relationships in the long run It puts so much pressure on them yeah, to be everything for us and they can't be.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I'm wondering if it's just like maybe the structure of it too, like to your point, if you have the singular romantic monogamous partner, then the expectation is, well, if you're the one, that me, I'm expecting you to, to read me, to, mm-hmm. you know, satisfy me in multiple ways, to understand me, to just get me, to support me. But maybe the idea of friends, like this community of friends, multiple, mm-hmm. that I understand a little bit, that we will kind of sprinkle my emotional investment among a you know, multiple people and be satisfied in various ways because of the collective uh, friendship that we have that sustains us. So that's interesting. What takes me to, okay, so another question then, if we're talking about like this expectation of the singular to fulfill versus the community um, Mm. impact and support, I often get asked about, sometimes I'm against the phrase best friend because even that I feel like it kind of does the same thing as the romantic partner, where as soon as I give you that label, it's the same thing. Like I expect that you will get me. I don't have to communicate. You're my person. And then if life kind of takes us in different directions, it's harder for me to grapple with the loss or reconciliation because mm. the expectation is this is supposed to. You're my friend. You're my best friend. And recently, I had a client who was struggling because um, she said, you know, I, I have these bridesmaids. I I named this one girl who's my best friend as my as my maid of honor, but she doesn't feel like my best friend anymore, and I just. I don't what's happening. Like she's Mm. supposed to be my best friend. She's supposed to be like the one. And it made her kind of struggle, I guess, a little bit to reconcile expectation with reality of that singular person. Um, I I don't know, what are your, what are your thoughts there around having this one ideal person to kind of be our everything?
1: Oh, that's so hard because like, I'm responding to the concept that any one person is our everything and this one person knows our needs and meets them before we speak them. Because it's unrealistic and it often sets us up for disappointment. But like how magical would it be if that yeah. was really it, right? Like it'd be so amazing, you know? Someone just like reads your thoughts and needs without ever having like that sounds of bananas. Like, I'd love it. Um But we know it's not realistic, it often disappoints us. But I also, you know, I do have this value in this like best friend, like someone who really gets you. Mm -hmm. But I'm speaking as a person who has like four or five best friends. Mm -hmm. Like there are multiple people I call my bestie because my relationship with them has, I feel like it's um, elevated to the point that they feel like my family. Mm. Like they feel like people I cannot, I cannot imagine my future without. There are people that I consider. What cities do they live in? Because it would be important for me for my children to grow up around them. Because they're so meaningful to me, and it is not because they know me really well. And some of them do know me quite well, but it is because my love for them is so deep that I don't think their place in my life is optional. Mm. And that is where I speak in terms of best friend. Like this is some. This is you've adopted someone they've adopted you, your kin now. Even if you don't speak for four months, like that is that is your kinfolk now, you know? <laughs> like we find a way to spend a holiday together type of thing. But it doesn't mean that I am their number one priority or that they are my number one priority or that if I, you know, I call, they immediately drop everything. But I really kind of secretly do hope that they do. Yeah. I, I won't put that out there. That'd right? be great, like,
0: that'd be great, yeah. Totally. That'd be totally
1: amazing. But if I call, they drop literally everything and I am their focus for like, however long I need it.
0: (laughs) Those are the requirements. I mean, easily, those are the requirements, but yeah. Okay. So that takes us to, you know, the, the whole, if you're my best friend or if you're my person, Mm -hmm. I secretly expect that. I can come to you and you'll Mm -hmm. know what to say. You'll be available when I'm ready to, to, to vent. You'll be able to help heal any Mm -hmm. kind of pain, trauma, sadness, uh, disappointment that I have because Mm -hmm. you're my, you're my person. We we should have this chemistry. Um, And we see these, you know, representations of in media of a girl goes to her friend and the friend gives her the pep talk and they're like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, So I I did a video a while ago and a podcast. Uh, episode a while ago on the three expectations that set us up for disappointment in our friendships. And one of them was that your friend is your therapist. Oh, and I was just about to say that. I'm like, you know, described I, the now therapist. What, <laughs> now friendship and and, and conversation and, and all that is very therapeutic, but to mm. expect our friends to be like, you're my person. And I gotta tell you this other thing I'm struggling with in my marriage and my job. And I don't feel adequate at my job. And I feel dissatisfied in my marriage and I imposter syndrome and I, all these things. And then secretly being disappointed when she's not available, or we feel like she wasn't available enough, or she didn't listen long enough or say the right thing or understand. I mean, have you, have you seen that with your work?
1: I certainly have. And I still think like this, this is the same belief system that someone is meant to complete us, to mm. solve our problems for us, to carry all of our heavy loads. And I don't even blame people. It is like so heavily depicted in the media that this is what your best friend looks like. This is even what your sister looks like. This is what your partner looks like. Like this is the person who is your, the yin to your yang, they're your match. And it's more like a compliment. It's more like someone who works with you. Someone who just like loves you more than the average bear, right? Like just cares a lot more for you. Cause these things just keep setting us up for disappointment. Cause someone can't do all of that. And I won't lie. Some people try really hard to be that for their friends. And some people also really successful at that. Because there are folks who who operate almost like soul sisters. It's like, I have one friend, I feel her from a distance. I like feel the energy shifts. And I'll call her and she's in DC and I'm like, hey, hey, what's up? Something's amiss, I felt it in the universe, right? Um, But it also, like there are probably a million points where I miss that and I don't call her, right? And there are points where I'm off in the universe and she doesn't even know it's occurred and I haven't thought to call, Mm. right? It's the idea that we're describing that we wanna move toward, it requires so much constant work, vulnerability, forgiveness, um, flexibility, and patience and commitment
0: i've described a marriage <laughs> yeah no but to okay no but to that point of, of the work and how you know culturally and socially it's more um a, a normal to have conversations within your romantic partnership to yeah. to give second third fourth chances and to work it out to talk it out. And if I'm Ooh. having a little riff with my, you know, with my boo and I talk to my friends, they're gonna be like, ah, you gotta tell them, girl, like you got to tell them how you feel. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I got to tell them how I feel, you know, or on a first <laughs> date, we're like, ah, I don't know if I was feeling it. And they're like, yeah, but go on a second date. But there's something that happens with female friendships where mm. we feel like she she pushed a boundary or said something that made us feel some kind of way or didn't come mm. through or some we're done or we meet a woman for the first time, maybe we go to coffee or we try a little Zoom chat and it didn't feel organic enough yet because we secretly audition for a best friend every time we meet a new woman that we're like, ah, I don't know, I wasn't feeling it. Mm -hmm. I didn't like her vibe. Next. And so there's almost... That is strange, I feel like, Mm. and I've noticed. Um, But the idea of work and figuring it out and it's not going to be this natural chemistry. Um, I recently posted something about it and I was surprised by the number of women. Now, the majority of the comments, there was like 700. The majority of them were like, so true. I understand this now. It takes work, talk it through. But I'm surprised and disappointed by the number of comments of people saying things to the effect of, oh my God, well, if it takes all that, I don't even want it. Or if I have to Mm. be talking to you about it, like- are you really my friend if I have to like make it plain for you if we always have to talk it through and I was just like yes <laughs> what, are your th- what are your thoughts there about the the concept of effort and a friendship and how it doesn't even though it might detract from the fantasy of mm. the friend who just gets me and I don't have to say anything
1: oh man there's like so much there <sighs> I'm like taking it all in and I I'm, was like I'm like breathing and like feeling through it You know, this fantasy that friendship is supposed to be easy. They're supposed to get you. You're not supposed to work on it. That exists. But then I I feel pulled to even note that at least for a lot of women of color and sometimes specifically Black women, life and relationships are hard. At work, you're generally performing to some extent, right? Maybe even at home with your intimate family, there's some degree of performance because maybe you're not really vulnerable with your family. And there's this desire to have at minimum your friendship be the easy part of your life the thing you don't have to work on, the thing you don't have to explain yourself to, the person who's going to maybe honestly take your bullshit, right? (laughs) Like the person that you don't have to be on your best behavior for. And although we don't ever consciously say it, but the person you can be your worst self with. Yeah. And... Like that's so, there's so much there, because if your life is already full of so many challenges, and if you're already performing and second guessing in every aspect of your life, then God, having a friendship that you have to really work out sounds terrible to me too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, cause then where is your reprieve? If you know your intimate partner is going to be a lot of work. If you know you have a contentious relationship with your mother, if you know your sister has been secretly jealous of you your whole life and you love her, but you don't feel safe sharing accomplishments or struggles with her. And then now your friend is like, we need to talk about that difficult thing you said. You're like, I don't want it. Just like, this is the one thing I can opt out of and I'm going to opt out of it. And with all of that said, and with all of that understanding of how hard it can be when the rest of your relationships are asking so much of you, it is still impossible to have a growth fostering friendship without the ability to address conflict be vulnerable, sit through difficult conversations, and insist upon a commitment to persist through the friendship, even when hurt has been had or when hurt has been done.
0: Just drop the mic. Just just <laughs> drop it. So good. It's like, I have to just, process that because I think it's giving us a lot to think about in a, in a new way about pushing through conflict about how do you define friend? What's mm. your expectation of your friend Is it, is it reasonable? Do you hold reasonable expectations mm. of your friend? Um, do you see, you know, your romantic relationship as the ultimate pursuit, or can it also be like collective relationship with multiple people? Mm. Um, just so many, so many good points. And as we air this, I think I'm going to air this next week. Cause it's like Valentine's everybody's talking about Valentine's oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. So, okay. So what are your thoughts there? Because I, I see a lot of the whole, you know, there's still some women who kind of reluctantly are like, ah, Galentine's like, I don't know, or they'll take it as like a, a second place prize to like, I'd rather have the Valentines, but if I have to celebrate Galentine's as opposed to like, this is a celebration of the women who have brought Me through. What are your thoughts on this whole like celebrating platonic love, especially as we air this during like the Valentine's Day season? What are your thoughts? Oh man, you know
1: I I have a deep love of friendship, which is even how we ended up talking about all of this. So I have done a Galentine's with my friends. For many years. Um, not recently, but I'd say throughout my 20s, my friends and I would definitely have a Galentine's. We'd get together at one friend's house. Somebody would make something fancy. It's like, okay, I'm making lobster for you all. We're like, all right, we'll pick a random movie that was just had nothing to do with anything. And we would just spend the time together, which is probably what we would have done on any Saturday, except instead of a lobster, might've been a more inexpensive dinner, you know? Um, But I think that's where we place our value. And I don't wanna blame it exclusively on women because I think society tells women that their value is in their ability to be partnered, ability to get partnered and maintain partnered. And then once you've been partnered for all of 35 seconds, oh, why are you not yet married? And then once you're married for 32 seconds, when will you then be having kids? Because motherhood is the true value that you have to society. So women are constantly like, fighting against this societal marker of what makes us worthy. Partnership, marriage, children, then multiple children. Why are you not having more than one? Your kid needs siblings. And you're like, my body just recovered. Can I have a second, right? So then if you know that this is where society has set you up, if you're at a certain age, it almost feels like your Galentine is a fallback, is a backup, like you have nothing left, even though this is something so prized and beautiful that you have amazing friendships or amazing female friendships people who just love you they just want to hang out with you when you say stupid things they laugh you like to eat at the same restaurants when you look a mess and they look a mess you go to over each other's house and you just like cry through that movie you've seen seven times and then you show them this news rendition of pride and prejudice and they want to watch it again with you like you know you have that friend or a couple friends and you, it's just easy and it's loving and it's beautiful but you're told that that's not what matters. So then when it comes to this day that's meant to celebrate romantic love, you then come to believe that that's also not what matters. And this is your backup plan. At least I have my girls. Mm. When I don't, I don't like I'm Like, thank God you have your girls. Like, this is, it is a beautiful thing to choose the family you can bring into your life and keep them and for them to choose to be with you. Because your, your parents, your siblings, they never change, whether you like them or not, right? And your romantic partner, it's a big thing to opt into it, it's a big thing to opt out of it, right? <laughs> but like your friendships, it's a permanent choice whether you want to maintain it. And when people keep choosing to maintain it, that is noteworthy and should not be second to romantic love in terms of celebration and worthiness.
0: So as we as we close, is there any final thing that you want to share or to note with regard to, you know, female friendship or friendship in general and the role that it plays in our lives?
1: Yes, Um, there's something I think I'm going to forget a couple of them, but there is a type of or modality of therapy that I practice called relational cultural therapy. And in it, it talks about growth, fostering relationships. And it says that growth fostering relationships have five good things. Um, And of course, I'm gonna like stumble across them now because we're on audio, right? (laughs) Um, But one of them is zest, right? So it's when you're with someone, you have a greater like zest about you. You're like, oh, I feel good. I'm excited to be engaging with this human. Um, I, when I think about that, I, I think about the fact that I'm secretly an introvert, but with the friends who are I'm closest to, there's a zestiness that I experience around them that does not tax me as an introvert, the same way non-close friendships or like distant colleagues tax me. Like someone who I'm not close with, they call me, I'm immediately tired, I need to take a whole weekend off from human contact. But when like my close, close friends who I feel the zest with, I feel energized by our interactions, so that's one. The second is a desire to know the self and other more deeply. Um, so it's like wanting to know more about the person you're engaging with, right? Like, what made you think that? What was going on with you at that time? Or, you know, we've never actually talked about your dad. Like, what, what's, what's up with that? Are you, you cool that's with him? That's good, that's good. All right, um, and also wanting to know more about yourself where you're like, what's, what's going on with me? Like I realized that I just said something weird to my friend, what's happening? Or maybe like, what are my favorite things to do? We're always doing what she likes to do. What's going on with me? So it's desire to know the self and other more. Productivity, so an ability to get more done, right? Whether that is with the person or on your own. And I think it's when the relationship isn't taxing you, it's only adding to you. So you're able to do more, you feel more creative, you feel more ready to take on life. Um, you have a greater sense of self-worth, right? You feel better about yourself. You feel more worthy, more loved, more cared for because of this relationship. And the last one is a desire for more connection. And this goes back to, you know, my belief system that we have like this village of people who love us and care for us and friends, that when you have a really good relationship, a good friendship, it makes you want more good connection, right? It's, it's a model for you about what it looks like, but it makes you realize like how good it feels and you want more of that, mm. right? So those are the five good things. It's like the zest, um, greater clarity about self and other, uh, an increased self-worth, more productivity and creativity, and a desire for more connection. And this I use as a marker, whether I'm doing therapy, like how am my client and I doing right now? You know, is there a sense of zest when they walk in the room? Do they understand themselves better? Like all of that. But I also do it with my husband. Every now and again, I'm like, hey, let's check in on the relationship. You feeling zesty? Like what's going on? You know, do you understand yourself better? Um, But then also, even with my friends, sometimes I do it as a self check. And then when a friend doesn't think it's too hokey, I bring it into the conversation. Like, hey, y'all, you know, I do this therapy thing. Like, here are things that we should talk about. And if they're willing to entertain it, we'll talk through it. And it tends to bring up some interesting things, like just to see what is the health of the friendship, right? Like, are we, are we doing well? And if you are doing well, you feel great. And if you're not doing well, it helps you point out why you're not doing well. If you're like, actually, I don't always feel good after we hang out. Sometimes you say things that really hurt my feelings. And I love you, but like, damn, all right. And then you can name it. And then from there, you can have those difficult conversations you were talking about and grow from there. So I guess like, that's my final, like,
0: yeah. That's really good. Cause it's offering a, a framework through which to, like you said, to name maybe some, you know, intangible emotions you have or like, God, I, I love her, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's not balanced. Right. I feel like there's something off. You're helping equip us with some, some names, some ideas to be able to point and say, Oh, that's what it is that's what's missing. That's the thing. So that offers like a lot of clarity for those of us who want more depth. We want connection, but we don't really know where to start and we can't name what it is. I think this conversation just offered so much around that too equip us and to make things clear. So I appreciate you so much. I appreciate your, your voice, your work, uh, your time, um, that you went to this conversation and we look forward to like following along with more of what you have going on. Where can we follow along with more of what you've got going on for the woman who wants to send you a DM right now with the long (laughs) essay of her personal friendship issues and is like, help me, please. Where can we, where can we get connected? Um,
1: Well, you can follow me on the Instagrams um, at Christina.marie.duyan and I'm sure you'll write that down. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I will say, although I am a therapist, I'm not seeing clients in the public right now. I currently work at Veterans Affairs, so I'm only seeing people through that system. So please do not DM me personal issues (laughs) because ethically I can't help you. (laughs) And that would make me sad, but also potentially make you sad. Um, But I also do race and equity work through my company, Face Race, and you can find us at facerace.org. So if you're having issues around race and equity or DEI broadly, either with the organization you work with or in any setting or even your university or institution, recommend looking at a website, maybe reaching out to me through there at drduyon at race.org, where we really try to help folks through a psychological lens, understand what race and equity work can feel like and
0: how that feeling
1: can translate translate into anti-racist action.
0: Mm, so good. And that's, let me use this as a teaser then, because I have to bring you back to talk about interracial relationships, uh, interracial mm. friendships, because uh, that's one of our, you know, most popular episodes that we did that aired, I think last summer when you had everybody suddenly open their eyes when I have the conversation, mm-hmm. but, um, you dropped some knowledge on me last week and we <laughs> definitely need to share the wealth. So l- I'm going to let that be our cliffhanger ladies, because, um, in a couple of months we'll have okay. to have her come back to speak to, Ooh, interracial friendships because nobody's really talking about that, uh, in my opinion. So, um, so you're the perfect voice. You're the perfect voice. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. And, um, ladies, I hope you can go forth and to really place value on your female friendships and connections. Dr. Duyan, thank you so much for being here.
1: You're welcome.
0: Thank you for having me. Look at that. If you find that you're in a place in your life where you're intentional about creating and maintaining better female friendships you should consider joining our group coaching program you can learn more at betterfemalefriendships.com membership we would love to see you there